0: This is Hammett and Jessica, and you're listening to the Friendly Atheist Podcast. If you like what you're listening to, please go to patreon.com slash friendly atheist podcast. If you are a $5 a month donor, you will be able to have access to ad free episodes, uh, otherwise, you will listen to us describe ads.
1: Yeah. And you. hey, you should buy those things and because it would deeply help out our show. It really That's would. a really wonderful way to support what we're doing here.
0: I also want to give a shout out to some of the people who are more recent supporters. Mm-hmm. So let me give some shout outs to Krista L., Jason R., April L., Nathan V., Jamie F., Jeremy N., Alex M., Jenny E., Zach D., thank you so much for your support. We appreciate it.
1: Jeremy N., I have your uh, thank you note right in front of me. I'm sure I'm going to write something really (laughs) meaningful and not rote, but know that your support means a lot to us.
0: Excellent. And you have something (laughs) to Yes, I have
1: plugs. Um, So next Sunday, this is May 23rd, Um, you can see me on YouTube on the nonprofits show. It's one of the AC, the atheist community of Austin's shows. Um, I just linked up with them and I'm going to be on a couple other shows over the next couple months. Um, so I'm recording the next one Wednesday. It's going to be out Sunday. Um, 3 PM central is when it's going to be out. I will be in Portland while that's happening, visiting my friends. And so, and apparently we're, asked to like go into the chat and things like that. So I'm going to do the bougiest bullshit ever (laughs) fly in 3000 miles to hang out with my friends. And then Sunday afternoon be like, Hey, can we all watch me be on this internet show together so I can interact with my many, many, many fans. (laughs) Um, They're very chill about it. They're the kindest people in the entire universe. Um, So yeah, I'm very excited about it. It's my first foray into, uh, into the ACA, which is a, I don't know about you, but, like, for me, it was a really meaningful group. Like, 2012, like, all I did was watch, listen, listen to the nonprofits and watch their, um, what's their, Ask an Atheist show? Yeah. Oh, God, it's the best. That's anyway, awesome. I'm very excited about it. It's, a, it's a big opportunity for me, I think. I might be overplaying this somewhat. That's okay. It's okay.
0: I thought we would start off with a a amusing story, because, like, the only one I have But it made me laugh a little bit. So uh, they're recalling, they're trying to recall Governor Gavin Newsom in California. Mm -hmm. And the way it works in California is like literally anybody who has a pulse can run for governor, which means anyone who wants publicity can and will run for governor with very minimal effort.
1: I have a California politics question that you might not know the answer to. This is the second time I have heard of a recall election. In
0: our life. In our our adult adult lifetime. Yeah.
1: Is it just common in California, or or do you know? It, or is it just one of those things that probably happens a lot and we don't hear about? Because I know there's one no, in Wisconsin it, in 2011.
0: It's not normal. There is a big hump to call for the recall. Okay. Like, a lot of signatures that have to be verified, but the people got that. But it doesn't look like people dislike Gavin Newsom enough. Like, there's only two questions on the ballot, I believe. Like, do you want to recall Gavin Newsom And who should it be if more than 50% say yes to number one?
1: Oh, I see. And if the
0: answer is not 50% to number one, no one cares about the second question. But on that list of so far of people who want to become governor Mm -hmm. is Caitlyn Jenner of the Kardashians.
1: See, I really hate when Caitlyn Jenner um, is in the spotlight because...
0: As do many trans people.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, yes, because then I feel like I am obligated to be that person on Facebook who is like, yes, I think Caitlyn Jenner is an asshole, but please don't misgender her. Like, please do not make me defend her. It's right. exhausting. I hate it. <laughs> like, I had to wait. I had to. I chose to wait. And Life Hacker did a thing this week that was like, hey, by the way, Instagram now allows you to select your pronouns. Yes. And they put it up on Life Hacker, which is like an old school gawker thing. Yep. And I was. I just thought people who read Gawker were people like me, like kind, nice, regular people. And boy, people are fucking mad about the option to put genders on their Instagram profile. They are. Really? curious about it. It's I changed people- it on
0: mine. No one noticed, which is fine. Yeah, I added, but mine it was like, oh, maybe I just two clicked days ago. A couple things, and that was easy. All right, yeah, moving on with my. Anyway,
1: life. people really like getting mad
0: about dumb <laughs> shit,
1: and including me to some extent. But anyway, continue.
0: Uh, so anyway, Caitlyn Jenner is like the the one trans person. It's totally okay to criticize. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who deserves it? Yes. Um, but what made me laugh the most? Okay, so one thing is she did an interview with Sean Hannity. And Sean Hannity, of course, is throwing softball questions.
1: Mm, I just listened to But you.
0: it was still embarrassing because it's very clear Jenner doesn't actually understand the issues or really has any political opinions that are relevant other than, oh, I kind of know what I'm supposed to say as a Republican, which yeah. I am, um, to trash Gavin Newsom. But in terms of, like, oh, so you oppose trans people playing, like, high school sports? Yeah.
1: What the fuck? Like, <laughs> How upsetting. It, like, and the really frustrating thing about that is it's just, it's the same way when, like, once every 10 years a, a historian is like, hey, this tiny piece of the Bible might actually be rooted in truth. And they're like, <laughs> everything we believe is justified. <laughs> now everybody online is like even Caitlyn Jenner said trans kids shouldn't shouldn't Caitlyn
0: Den- Jenner doesn't represent all of trans. But here's the part that made me laugh. The conservatives, <laughs> like religious right conservatives who would love nothing more than to see Gavin Newsom out of office, mm-hmm. understanding that their best like high profile Republican in California who has any chance of winning right. and just since you brought it up the last time there was a recall, the one, it was Schwarzenegger. Won, it was Schwarzenegger. Yeah. And it's not that he was the most politician y or the most Republican. It's that the everyone smartest. knows. Yeah, he, everyone knows who he is.
1: Name recognition goes a long way yeah. in politics.
0: And the current governor at the time was not very popular. So, mm-hmm. Schwarzenegger, that's why he became governor. Mm-hmm. In this case, Gavin Newsom's not as unliked as they need him to be to oust him from office. So it. Well,
1: what's interesting, and this, I'm not, I'm not going to pretend I'm like an expert on California politics, but in the last year, you know, LA really took, took, uh, coronavirus really hard. There, it was just Big a-
0: Big city coronavirus hit that right. as much as anyone. And but, Gavin Newsom was violating some of those mask ordinances that he put in place, which doesn't help.
1: No, it doesn't help. And like, hey, politicians, maybe just act like a regular human once in your fucking life and you won't get recalled. But, um- but but it's interesting because the people I know who take issue with Gavin Newsom generally take issue from the left. So it's not as if, like, all, you know, all the liberal people in, you know, L.A. and San Francisco. Obviously, California is a hugely di- politically diverse state, and I have many thoughts on that anyway. Um, but, like, who is the person who normally would vote Democrat doesn't like what Gavin Newsom is doing is like, yeah, 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 I will swing all the way to the right with Caitlyn Jenner. It's 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 foolhardy, I think.
0: And so those religious right conservatives are now stuck because they don't like Gavin Newsom. But they're having a real hard time getting behind Caitlyn Jenner. Jenner. So here's Dr. Robert Jeffress, who spent the past several years appearing on Lou Dobbs' now-canceled Fox business show promoting Trump Mm -hmm. and everything Trump did. Here's Robert Jeffress now. He basically says, you're on your own. Here's the quote. To whom? To anyone considering, like, who should we vote for for the recall election? You're on your own. He said, I can't tell people how to vote in a situation like that. He misgenders her and then says, gender confusion is an emotional disorder. It needs to be treated compassionately, but it needs to be treated. But again, let me go back. I can't tell people how to vote in a situation like that. He's had no problem. That's all you do, sir. Then what is your purpose? Yeah. (laughs) He said, no problem, if not saying out loud, go vote for this person, implying everyone should vote for Donald Trump. Oh, God. Um, and now he's like, it's it's up to you, you guys. So brave. Here's uh, <laughs> here's <laughs> another one. This is Dr. <laughs> Richard...
1: courage.
0: <laughs> Dr. Richard Land of the Southern Evangelical Seminary, who basically said, well, Jenner makes some good points and, quote, favors capitalism as opposed to socialism, <laughs> which... Are two words I promise you gender cannot define, but here's what <sighs> Richard Land said, but does that overcome the fact that if we elected a transgender governor, that makes transgenderism more acceptable? The answer he says is it probably would not oh, I don't know that but like the questioning like, <laughs> well, if we elect a trans governor, who's a Republican who is with me on the policy, yeah, we're kind of saying being trans is okay. And that makes me feel weird. Is his take on it? Even if he says, "Well, maybe not," because I need someone to vote for.
1: I don't know. I cannot help but think about to com- think about comparing this to that that photo op that the RNC got of their like eight black supporters (laughs) and then one of them died (laughs) it was herman kane was in that picture and he died as likely as a result of that they lost 12.5
0: (laughs) percent of their black support that day,
1: exactly and i don't know for a fact that's where he got it it just seems (laughs) pretty likely given the narrative we've received but like i just can't help but think that that's such a good metaphor for this of like hey let's gather all our black people maybe one of them dies who cares we got the photo op and this is like well, we'll get the Republican leadership, but we'll probably spend a lot of time like denying the personhood of the person who is leading us. I don't know. It I just I cannot
0: believe their bigotry is getting in the way of their political agenda. That's exactly
1: it's, what it is. Like oh, what does
0: it take to defeat conservatism and right wing politics? It's just find a right wing person who's something else they don't like right, exactly. and they'll start eating each other alive. <laughs> Like Liz yeah, Cheney, the, but the, the opposite.
1: Right, the fissures in, in the GOP are, are getting more and more interesting. Did you listen to any of her um, interview with with Hannity?
0: I try not listening to Liz Cheney.
1: That, no, not Liz Cheney, <laughs> Caitlin Jenner. Which, um, I did see
0: clips of the Jenner interview <laughs> Did with you Hannity. see the
1: hanger quote?
0: God, I can't remember. Okay,
1: I, j- I was listening to Love It or love It from last weekend today. I brought Dottie to the dog park for like three hours. It's so beautiful out in Chicago. <laughs> I love it. Um, but anyway... They played a clip from her interview with Hannity, and she said, this is her, this is her, like, I am story, right? This is her, this is how I got into this, this is the fight I'm fighting. The guy with the hangar across from me, meaning private airplane hangar.
0: Oh, yeah, 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 I know what you're talking about. Was
1: talking to him, and he said, I'm moving, I'm going to Sedona, Arizona, I can't stand the homelessness anymore. And that was Caitlyn Jenner being like, so... We need to fix
0: California.
1: Which, what's her plan about that? Because I don't think most Republican leadership has like really done a good job of tackling homelessness besides saying, hey, have you tried not being homeless? Because it's worked great for me for my entire
0: life. I mean, the idea that... Jenner, who is filthy rich, yeah. is going to be like, the guy with the private airplane next to me is getting out of here. So what are we all going to do? All, we all,
1: all of the rich assholes the are issues. fleeing our fair state. <laughs> How are we supposed to stay afloat without them?
0: It's amazing that the top, I mean, probably the top Republican candidate is someone who appeals to literally <laughs>
1: It's like, who is her audience? Who are the concerns? I mean, I I, think uh,
0: Caitlyn Jenner thinks that enough people watch The Kardashians because they do that it'll translate into political appeal, which is not how it works generally. Like, if you're just famous for being famous, the Republican Party right now is about Trump, yeah. And Jenner's not, I don't think, is just like uh, bowing down to Trump, so I don't know that Jenner has any of the appeal other than. You're the one name who might float above the other Republicans.
1: Well, and she's the name that allows Republicans plausible deniability of, like, we're not anti-trans. One trans woman is a Republican, so, (laughs) like...
0: And we're iffy on whether we like voting for that person.
1: Oh, my God. Um, I have another trans story. Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Um, So, I think we talked about this person before, Reverend Megan Rohrer, R-O-H-R-E-R. Um, they made history a little while ago um, becoming the first transgender pastor in church um, and in the, the Lutheran Church and, excuse me thank you in the Luther in the Lutheran Church and um, they just got elected as the Lutheran Church's first transgender Bishop
0: yeah and that's specifically the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America Elka it's one of the more liberal denominations right so it's not I mean, It's a first. Uh, It's not that weird because they're one of the groups, they're one of the denominations that typically says, yeah, we're cool with you if you're gay. We're not putting restrictions like the Catholic Church does. Um, They basically say, yeah, if you're LGBTQ, you can participate in every meaningful way. Right. Um, You can get married. It's all good. They're generally liberal like that. So good. Yeah. This is a, a
1: nice step, a nice inclusion step. Sidebar, did you see, I don't know if it was a tweet from this week, but somebody tweeted out, like, if your church allows women to talk in public, I cannot stress this enough. Find a new
0: church. I did not see that particular one. I'm but... going
1: to, when you're talking next, I'm going to do some digging because it might okay. be like a rehash. Well,
0: since we're on the same subject at first, one of the more interesting stories in like the evangelical world or Southern Baptist Wait, can I, world. Can I just give yeah, a quote from,
1: from Roar? Yeah. Um They said, um, for uh they now are like doing their uh uh leading their congregations from home, obviously the way we all are um and they have two kids and um who often make little appearances on their on their show and they say uh for some people who've never seen a family like mine i 'm married to a woman, I have two black children for people to see my family it's really healing for some l g b t q plus families um and then she said they said Genuinely, one of the most wholesome things I've ever heard. Uh, their children, Worre's children, are, quote, very excited to be the kids of a bishop and asked if they can, quote, only walk diagonally, like the bishop in chess. <laughs> and I That's thought that adorable. was extremely adorable. <laughs> anyway, say your thing.
0: I was going to say, the, um, in the Southern Baptist world, uh, Rick Warren, the hmm. famous pastor, Saddleback Church in California which is affiliated with the Southern Baptists, which normally don't have women as preachers. Saddleback Church just ordained three women as pastors. Oh, dang. Which is unusual for, like, I'm more surprised by that move than Rohrer becoming a bishop in the Lutheran Church. Right. It is surprising to see three women ordained there because that's that's basically saying, you know what, Southern Baptists, we don't care about your rules. I mean, if anyone's going to do it, it's got to be Rick Warren. It's got to be one of the largest the, churches in America.
1: He's the purpose-driven life guy, yeah, right? Yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, he carries a lot of sway. So he that's does, a pretty... and
0: that's why that was a big deal. It's not some random church that, like, just they can do anything because no one's paying attention. Mm-hmm. It's one of the most influential churches in America, and they're saying, these women have been with us for more than 20 years. Everyone in our church community appreciates them respects them they know they're good at what they do so we're gonna ordain them we're gonna make them different types of pastors in our church and like i'm sure it's fine within mm. their circles because if you didn't like it you wouldn't be a part of settleback. right but also there is an open question now of well what does the southern baptist convention do because they have kicked out churches for saying oh there's a gay married couple mm-hmm. that attends our church we're okay with that. Right. And the Southern Baptists this year have been like, no, your church can no longer be part of our mm. umbrella community here. They can't do that to Rick Warren's church. No. So good question about, okay, what's going to happen now?
1: Uh, so there's a uh, an author. His name is Owen Strachan, or Strachan, Strachan, Um He is not verified on Twitter, but he has thirty. 5,000 followers. He's the author of Christianity and Wokeness, which is now on pre-order. I'm sure there's no issues there. Yeah, anyway, he tweeted um, a couple days ago. Shit, he tweets so much, I lost it.
0: If you're using wokeness in a non-ironic way, I basically shut you off.
1: Right. Um, Okay, he said, Christian, if your church has women preaching whether occasionally or regularly, hear me very clearly. you need to find a new church.:
0: And what was the ratio on that tweet? I'm very curious.
1: <sighs> um, how
0: many comments, let's how many retweets? See, we have
1: 248 retweets, a thousand quote tweets, <laughs> 1300 <laughs> likes. I mean not a bad ratio, all things considered. Um,
0: I'm sure that went over well with his audience.
1: I, there's some like general pushback, but nothing he seems especially concerned about. That was on May eighth. I don't think he's addressed it since. Anyway, I just really uh I really like when they when they just kinda say who they are out loud. It makes it yeah. it makes my job much easier, you know? It's like It's so
0: always nice to just say, well look, we're not saying this about them. Right. Let's here are just the words he them. said. All right, so let's do that now with uh, Dawkins again. I oh genuinely hate talking about this because it's not its not that important, I don't know, in the grand yeah, scheme of things, correct. but I do think if we're atheists and this guy is the guy everyone goes to as an atheist, mm-hmm. he's the name that comes to people's mind, I think this is worth discussing and fuck it, it's our show, so whatever. <laughs> um, let me give you some backstory to make sense of what happened this week. Okay. Uh, in 2014, and we got to go back seven years. Jesus, there was a Twitter thread involving Ireland's anti-abortion laws because Ireland was super anti-abortion, mm-hmm. super Catholic, mm-hmm. and that was trending away from that. Right. And a few years ago. Like, Ireland had a vote on whether we should have abortion legalized in the country, and it was like, two to one, yeah, let's have it legalized. Ireland has made some bananas
1: leaps in the last decade. So
0: before that happened, Uh there was a discussion about Ireland's anti-abortion laws. And Dawkins is pro-choice, and he's like, this is wrong, I'm paraphrasing, but he's like, yeah, that's horrible. And in that thread, someone, a woman, commented, uh, somewhat of a tangent, but decided to weigh in, I, I'm quoting, I honestly don't know what I would do if I were pregnant with a kid with Down syndrome. Real ethical dilemma. I forgot what prompted that specific thing, but basically saying, you know, I, I don't know what I would do in that situation. And I'm not bothered by that comment at all. No. It is something uh, I discussed with, yeah. with my wife when we were pregnant, where mm-hmm. it's like, okay, under what circumstances would we consider not keeping yeah yeah, not keeping the pregnancy and like i don't want to go into detail she's not here i don't want to speak for her but it's like that was a discussion we had to have where it's like you know we're in the stage of the pregnancy where we're about to find out a lot Mm -hmm. of stuff Mm -hmm. about this fetus Mm -hmm. and under you know both of us are pretty pro-choice we're pretty liberal but in in our circumstance it's like I don't know how comfortable we'd feel depending on the circumstances.
1: Uh, yeah, and I mean, uh, like I, I, I've said before, I, I volunteer with special needs kids and they are genuinely light up my life. It is not easy to live full-time with the special needs kids. And that isn't to say it is not worth it or or, not, or that those people aren't valid and wonderful and whole people. But
0: it's a, I think it's a set of challenges you never really prepare for of course. And no one really thinks about until you you are right there. Right. And so that's the tough part, at least in my interactions with special needs parents, mm-hmm. where it's like, you know, it's a gift. It's wonderful. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine my life any other way. Sure. But also, this is not anything we anticipated right. when she got pregnant. right? So, this person weighs in on this conversation about abortion in Ireland and how it's illegal and says, I don't know what I would do in that situation. Real ethical dilemma. Which... Yeah, I understand why that's a dilemma for Mm -hmm. you personally. Mm -hmm. I know that might be a really tough choice.
1: He said Down syndrome specifically?
0: That woman said yes, specifically. That must have come up earlier in the... Sure.
1: Well, it's a thing they can test for.
0: Yes, it is. And Richard Dawkins chimes in. I don't know why, but he decided to respond to that comment specifically Mm. and said, abort it and try again. Oh! It It would be immoral. To bring it into the world if you have the choice. This is what he said in 2014. Oh, boy. And again, I, if he said, here's what I would do if someone I was with were pregnant and we were in this situation, mm-hmm. we would have an abortion. But he's not saying this is what I would do. He's saying this is what you should do. And not only what you should do, but that it's immoral for you to do anything else.
1: an extraordinarily bad take.
0: And so he got plenty of shit for this, this at the is 2014? Time. 2014
1: 2014 I have no memory of this. Like
0: foot and mouth disease struck him years yeah. ago. Yeah. We talked about this trans tweet like a couple weeks ago, but this has been happening for years, which is why it's like it's not a one off. He's been doing this for a long time. Well, he
1: has some shitty opinions.
0: Yes. <laughs> and so anyway, he said that years <laughs> there are two ago. Two ways about that. So and and again, the thing about that line is I don't, I genuinely, I don't care what you would do in that situation because it's not my business. Mm -hmm. It's the way you're responding to someone who says, this would be a tough call for me. Sure. And he's like, no, it wouldn't. I know what's best for you. That's the attitude Mm -hmm. I'm getting. And it's also a slap in the face to any parent who has had a child with Mm -hmm. special needs, who's like, oh, I did something immoral Immoral. by bringing this child into the world.
1: Yeah, Richard Dawkins is reminding me more and more of just, like, a generic shitty white dude on the internet. And I say that because I bet if he, if you, I bet if we look through what his responses to what he said, right? Like, people said shit, and he probably responded to them. I almost guarantee you at some point he made a point of, like, it was just my opinion. I wasn't telling anybody else what to do. That is what he said. <laughs> my point is proven. It was because... part of a
0: longer essay in which, I mean, Twitter has a limited character capacity. Of he later, Especially in twenty fourteen, after all this shit, he wrote a longer essay on his website explaining himself, a, a kind of apologizing. Well, but he didn't. He didn't back down. He didn't say. He, he basically, I'm paraphrasing, he said, I wouldn't have said it like that. Right. That was artful. I'm right. saying this. Um, but he didn't deny what he said. He just tried to justify what
1: he so said. So I think I noticed that that a lot of specific, and I know I rail on white men. I know that's like my whole fucking brand. But this is the thing I, I've noticed more and more of dudes, especially on their internet, they say things as a fact with them understanding well this is my opinion i'm just stating it as a fact for like rhetorical reasons and when anybody pushes back and's like for example and this is going to be the example i use until the day i fucking die is anytime i come on this podcast or my other podcast or any podcast i've ever been on and say i liked ghostbusters the 2016 version i get a barrage of men saying Actually, <laughs> Ghostbusters was bad. not I didn't like it. It was an objectively bad movie. And I think it is a habit a lot of people who aren't who are used to holding the floor get into of like they understand that they're kind of doing a rhetorical device of like I'm saying this is fact, even though it's supposed to be my opinion. Um, but I think Richard Dawkins is doing the same thing of like he assumed that his opinion that that tweet would be read read as well, this is my opinion if I were in that position. This is not a universal application. But anybody who reads it without context is going to see exactly what clearly clearly people did see, you saw, I see, of maybe your opinion isn't a fact and you shouldn't state it as such because it can be inherently really damaging to, I don't know, people with Down syndrome (laughs) who might be reading it.
0: Part of his uh, quote-unquote apology, well... He said it's an apology, so, okay. But here's part of what he said, and it's a long essay, but... um... There is a profound moral difference between this fetus should now be aborted and this person should have been aborted long ago. I would never dream of saying to any person, you should have been aborted before you were born, but that reluctance is fully compatible with the belief that at a time before a fetus becomes a, quote, person, the decision to abort can be a moral one. He goes on for several paragraphs. I don't think that's a bad point, honestly. That's fine. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. Like explaining that the, this is why I think this right. stuff. This is why I think you should. Here's my justification for it. But the way, again, for a guy whose job Oof. is science communicator, right? He has a horrible ability. He has no <laughs> ability to do it given a constraint.
1: Uh, he really needs to be it. limited to per- not even prepared speeches, books that have been gone over by editors.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um, and
1: then we can we can we can hear from Richard Dawkins through a filter.
0: And again, it's <laughs> I, I just want to reiterate: I'm not saying I wouldn't make the same decision in it's that position. It's not about that. It's, I don't think it's about the attitude. He's going in with it. We're it's very cavalier, like, isn't yeah, it? I know what's best for you, and I know that if you chose otherwise, you are immoral. It's paternalistic.
1: <laughs> this is the right thing to do. This is the wrong thing to do. So
0: that was 2014.
1: Oh, God. We're not even in we're, fucking right. 2021. So here's okay. what
0: happens now. He just came out with a new book this week. It's called Books Do Furnish a Life. It's... it's
1: Richard Dawkins has a new book out?
0: He does. Um... So he's promoting his new book. It's a book of essays, I think, compiled from other people who have written stuff, and he put oh, it together. Whatever. He's promoting his book, and one of the interviews he did was with a radio station, RTE Radio 1, in Ireland, and the host is named Brendan O'Connor. Brendan has a son with Down syndrome. And so this is one of the things he wanted to bring up. It was a 20-minute interview. Honestly, I listened to the whole thing. Really good interview in the sense that he asked Interesting questions. For example, because um, I was wondering, like, I know what type of questions Dawkins gets over and over and over. Sure, of course. This guy's like, you know, people found comfort in faith during the pandemic. Is there anything wrong with that? Like, what do you think about that, being an atheist? Okay. Um, and he's basically, oh, he's I was first gonna of whiff
1: all, this so hard.
0: Yeah, he said, okay. well, I haven't noticed that. <laughs> Right. Nobody ever, no one that you know, has found faith in God during a horrible global pandemic. Okay, fine. You haven't noticed it. Before adding, look, I don't begrudge anyone finding their comfort in faith, but I do think finding comfort in faith has its limits. Fine. I'm, I'm with you there. Okay. He was asked about the transgender tweet again, which he said... You know, I, again, I'm paraphrasing. He basically said it was maybe inartful, but I think the real danger, he said, is the, quote, new religion of being woke. Woke. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay, sure. And then.
1: Dawkins! This
0: is, like, now more Shut than halfway uh, through the interview.
1: fucking second, dude.
0: Now, Do- uh, O'Connor, Brendan O'Connor, is like, okay, uh, I want to ask about this Down Syndrome tweet from years ago because I have a personal connection to it, basically. He's saying, you know, you said it would be immoral to bring it into the world if you have the choice. Now, I'm quoting. Now, you're speaking to somebody who did bring someone like that into the world. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase a little bit here because it gets long. But O'Connor's saying, I'll leave my emotions out of this. I'm not saying you're wrong because I have a child with this condition. But what he was trying to get at is, and this is a quote, how do you think it is immoral to bring someone with down syndrome into the world? Like you use That's the word immoral. Yeah. By what basis are you saying that? Right. And like he's not saying be light because I am I'm dealing with this. Tell me what you meant. He's saying, "Yeah, tell me what you meant by this." Um and he said, "Why is it immoral now to import it?" Here's Dawkins. Well, that was probably putting it a bit too strongly. But given that the amount of suffering in the world probably does not go down, probably does go up, implying if you have a child with Down syndrome, suffering goes up, Mm -hmm. compared to uh, having another child who doesn't have Down syndrome, then that's what I meant.
1: I don't understand.
0: I think he's saying there's more suffering in the world if you have a child with Down syndrome. Oh, so he's
1: saying that people with Downs are inherently suffering? Is that what his... He's saying
0: it's not helping... And so this gets back to, okay, so your metric for why it's immoral is that life in general, like the overall collection of good karma in a sense, like doesn't go up with this child and you'd be better off if you had the option of trying again to, do, uh, to have a child without, without Down syndrome. O'Connor responds <laughs> like, that's not what I took from that tweet at all. So, again, he tries again. How do you know that it increases the amount of suffering in the world to bring in a child with Down syndrome Mm -hmm. into the world? Like, where are you getting that from? Because, again, he's saying this as a parent who has a child. Surely he loves the child. He's like, this child has not made my life worse. And it doesn't appear to be suffering on
1: a daily (laughs) basis. Like,
0: there are challenges, no doubt. But ask any parent of a child with not just Down syndrome, but any genetic disorder or whatever. Like, if you could go back, would you not have this child? Just about everyone's like, no, of course not. This is my child. I I love it. Of course I would not go back and undo it. Let's go to something, uh, milder is the wrong word, but pick another uh, disability that a child could have Mm -hmm. that you could screen for. Mm -hmm. Um, I I don't know what a politically correct answer here would be, but it's like, if you had a parent who's like, oh, my child is going to have this, a medical condition or something, would I abort it and start over? I think any parent who has a child's like, eh, it's rough, but it's fine. Like, we'll yeah. deal. And there's so much more we get out of this. Like, the challenge is yeah, whatever. We'll overcome it.
1: I wonder if an outside perspective is also tricky because I a friend of mine who I, I used to work with was born with no right hand, I think. I don't really remember. Uh-huh. Um, and when she, she said that when she was born, when she was brought home by her parents, everybody was like, oh my God, are you, are you devastated? Are you okay? And they're like, it's fine. She has like, you know, it's a
0: disability.
1: It's a disability. It's not going to, I mean, she's fine. We wouldn't give her up because she's (laughs) lacking a hand. And I think it's kind of the same thing of like, because when people are, when kids are born, it's the whoop, 10 fingers and 10 toes. It's the right. idea of like, if anything is quote unquote wrong with your baby, it's a failed baby. <laughs> it's a bad baby.
0: Right. And again, I'm saying this as we had to go to the hospital with both of our kids for different medical reasons yeah. after they were born. Yeah. Uh, I don't think we could have screened for that stuff ahead of time, mm-hmm. but it's like, okay, it was rough for a few months and then it was better. Like, now that it's fine.
1: How old are your kids? Three uh, and six? Four and six. Three, five. Three, five? Yeah would you give them the opportunity to swap them out real quick if you yeah. uh, if you could? Sometimes. Would you keep one or the other?
0: No, I told them I would swap them both. Swap them both? Yeah. Keep them together.
1: Otherwise, it's good.
0: Yeah. I mean, they got to have the same fate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, here's <laughs> That where does sound gets...
1: like the beginning of a really cool We have YA these conversations novel. every day. <laughs> I was at my... If
0: you yes. don't eat your dinner, I'm going to bring up another <laughs> child from downstairs, and you're going to go in the basement. I would... And they're like, No. <laughs>
1: Through a phase and where then I was they obs- eat
0: their damn dinner, and it works.
1: <laughs> I was uh, for uh, I had a phase where I was like really obsessed with asking people who their favorite child was because <laughs> I thought it was a really funny question. And I was at my brother's wedding, and <laughs> I was talking to my cousin's wife, and she's like, oh, she, they have three kids. Oh no, maybe this one." And her <laughs> husband, my cousin, walked over. And she's like, Jess is asking us who our favorite kid was. And he's like, oh, Ben. Like, <laughs> just didn't even think about it. And for some reason, I think that's an extraordinarily <laughs> funny thing to do, is like make people pick their favorite child.
0: <laughs> I'm going to go back to what this guy yeah, keeps... sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. He keeps hounding, like, because he's just trying to figure out, you said it's immoral. Right. I want to know on what basis you think it's immoral. Yes. Like, what is the thing you think is the drag on society... That wouldn't be otherwise. So he says, like, do you know anyone with Down syndrome? Dawkins. No, not intimately. No. Okay, says the interviewer. He says, just look, my experience would be that you are not necessarily right. Um, And they go on, dot, dot, dot. But this is where it gets interesting. Toward the end of this line of conversation. If you are saying, um, I'm quoting the host. You said you would increase the amount of suffering in the world. I am asking you, in a logical way, how you know that. Listen, what other imperfections would you screen out? As in, if someone tests Mm -hmm. for this, Mm -hmm. then an abortion is the thing to do. Here's Dawkins. I'm quoting. Well, um, I think definite blind, definite blindness, like 100% blindness, when you have the choice when it's early in pregnancy and the fetus has hardly started to develop, almost everybody, as a matter of fact, does abort a child if it has an easily diagnosable, uh, diagnosable disability. And then the host goes back to saying, I don't care, like, I'm paraphrasing, I don't care what they actually do. I'm saying, if we could check, um, like, fine, you could check for that stuff. But he's saying, you think we should abort those fetuses if they Mm -hmm. test for those things? Um, Well, it's a choice that the parent has. Well, do you think it would be immoral for them not to do it? Right. Dawkins, let's leave out the immoral. But you you brought it up, bud! That's exactly what he (laughs) says. So here's Dawkins. Okay, well, I take that back. I think it would be wise I think it would be wise and sensible to abort a child which had a serious disability, which was diagnosed early in pregnancy, and I suspect that almost everybody does that in practice. I will grant that it's probably true that most people who learn about a disability will probably abort the child if they uh, are comfortable with that, and if that's a choice they have to make. I don't deny that. But again, he... Swapped out immoral for it's wise and sensible, which isn't much of a swap. No, but here's the mic drop moment for the host. There's, I'm quoting, there's one Do other an thing Irish accent. No, I can't, I tried <laughs> uh, at home. There's one other thing I would say on, the, on that purely again on the basis of rationality. You know, children who are so called perfect can cause terrible suffering in the world as well.
1: So you can ask him about baby Hitler?
0: No. Well, he's (laughs) like, if they're born perfect with no disabilities, they can cause terrible suffering in the world as well. But I suppose we have no way of checking that, have we?
1: Dang. (laughs) Which is his point,
0: like, you're saying children with these disabilities lead to suffering, which is why you should abort them if you have the choice and if it's early in the pregnancy. But even if they don't have any diagnosable disabilities... They're not necessarily going to be great. Oh, yeah. And if you're worried about suffering as if this is a math equation for each child, (laughs) just because they don't have a disability doesn't mean they're going to be perfect. Right. So to pretend like having a known disability Mm -hmm. tips the scales in one way is such a narrow-minded thing to say. Mm -hmm. And again, the reason I want to bring this up is not that I think, well, how dare he say he would do something different? It's the callousness. It's the way he's like, it's not my opinion. It's what you should do because it's the right thing to do. That attitude. And again, look at what happens when he's confronted by someone who he's talking about, where it just falls flat. That argument falls flat. The communication fails. Dawkins spends the entire line of conversation trying to justify what he says using better language that mm. still doesn't quite work. But again, one, he's a communicator. He's not doing a good job of it. But okay. two, this is, this is the problem that I've heard religious people say about Dawkins, too, which is for some, I don't know, I don't have a number here, but for some or many religious people, they are put off by his approach to religion for the same reason because, and I've experienced this, too, It's the, if I just tell you the logical argument for why God doesn't exist, Mm -hmm. that should be enough for you to stop believing, stop going to church, whatever. And the argument made by so many humanists who will say, like, why are very relatively few African-American people atheists? Why Mm -hmm. are so few brown people atheists, relatively speaking? And they might say like, well, you haven't heard the logic or you haven't heard that argument. And it's like, no, it's because there's more to it than pure logic. Mm -hmm. You got to have some empathy here. You got to understand their culture and where it's coming from and how religion isn't just one thing you can just toss aside Mm -hmm. because it's wrong. You have to do it in a way that will reach people. And this approach saying, well, you know, rape. Is, you know, if rape is worse in this situation than that situation, right. which is another thing he's tweeted. Right. It's like, dude, you are talking to people who have suffered from this. Mm-hmm. You're not getting through to them. You're actually making it harder for them to take you seriously. Okay, I'll
1: stop. No, that. no, no, no. I I, I think what you circled on is is a really good point that it's not about whether he's right or wrong and it's not about whether we agree or disagree like genuinely this conversation makes me deeply uncomfortable because like i said like i work with special needs kids and i adore them and they have brought so much into my life i don't want to demean their personhood i also don't know what i would do given given the if I'm put in the same opportunity of, or it's put in the same position of, like I'm pregnant and we found X, Y, and Z problem with with the fetus, and and nor do I think he's necessarily wrong about like the violent rape versus date rape thing. I think they're both traumatically different, but like God being having being raped at knife point or gunpoint or whatever sounds terrifying in a completely different way. Anyway, all that's to say is like. I think my problem is it's not whether or not I agree or disagree with him. To me, it's just about, like, who the fuck asked you? <laughs> right? Like, why do you feel like you need to weigh in on shit like that? And why, when 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 given pushback from people who know better than you, do you not...
0: Know better meaning they have experience in the thing you are talking about.
1: Yes, talking to, like, I don't know, a rape victim or somebody who is a parent of a special needs kid... You're not, yeah, you're Mystery Science Communicator guy, you do not get to make decisions related to people's personal lives like that's what being pro-choice is is you allow a person to decide what to do i just i just want him right, to if, you, if you want if you were
0: pro-choice then you've got to respect when people make a choice you wouldn't hate.
1: right that's the point of it right like i i'm just kind of i
0: was thinking about neil degrasse tyson because sometimes i've seen videos of him where someone might ask a question i think like is a dumb question mm-hmm. or a question like how do you not know that yeah and he never takes that unempathetic approach. Yes. He always goes like, you asked a great question. Mm -hmm. I'm going to try to answer that the best way I can. Mm -hmm. But like the reason, uh, whatever criticisms you have of the guy aside, the reason he's so popular is because he exhibits that empathy and that compassion when he's responding to people's questions. Mm -hmm. Like, you'd want to know this? Let me try to help you Mm -hmm. understand this and I'll try to see where you're coming from on this so I can... Bring you to my side. Right. Dawkins is not trying to help these people come to his side. He's just like, I'm already there. Well, he's trying Let to be- me just say it.
1: He's trying to be right and remind everybody that he's right. <laughs> yeah. Which I can relate to. Being right is my favorite thing in the <laughs> world. But I'm also not a world famous celebrity who is making people feel like shit because he has an opinion that he absolutely needs to tell us all. And I I am a big proponent of in some cases, trying to divide up people between, you know, it's I, I am willing to forgive Richard Dawkins if he just fades away and and leaves us with these w- really important literary works that he's published and let those live on as opposed to him just constantly being like, "Did you guys forget about me? I have some bad opinions about pregnancy. <laughs> Do you want to hear them? Because I have some adoozies. You know, like I he just doesn't. He just and I know telling somebody to sit down and shut up is not a great look for a feminist, but it's just like, what am I, what are we doing? Don't make me, don't, I don't want to defend you. And I also don't want to have debates with strangers online about like kids with Down syndrome. It's just not our place to have, this isn't a public forum discussion. I
0: posted about everything we are discussing here and the response I got from a lot of people on Twitter was the same sort of callous, like, well, he's right. I don't know what you're complaining about like, well, you didn't listen to anything we were discussing. The issue is not the what would you do in that situation or anything. It's the lack of empathy he has toward anyone who has had to deal with what an ethical dilemma, which is what that person even brought up. It's a tough decision to make if you want to have a kid and you have a kid. And you're pregnant, and now you found out this is going to be a different type of struggle than you thought it would be. Mm-hmm. What do you do in that situation? Mm-hmm. Again, I'm telling you, personally, as yes. pro-choice as I hope I could be, mm-hmm. it was not an easy... Th- I mean, and we were. I was just dabbling in hypotheticals. Right.
1: You didn't even like, get any news that you yeah, had Yeah, we're to, just like, that what I would we
0: do if we find out any of this stuff? Yeah. And we had to have that talk. And it wasn't just... Yeah, no, we're just not going to keep it. Mm -hmm. That wasn't the discussion. It wasn't that easy.
1: Because decisions like these, as we've always tried to say, whether or not we've been successful is another thing, but that decision is yours to make, yours and your partner's. Mm -hmm. And if your partner is not being supportive, it's yours because (laughs) you have to carry that baby. Like, it's just, I just, I don't know, man, like... I think just trying to pretend that things are black and white is so dangerous. Because to me, this feels a lot like somebody, you know, the the trolley dilemma, yeah? Yeah. Do you want to explain it?
0: Yeah. Uh, If I remember correctly, the trolley is going down a track. Mm -hmm. It's going to hit like, uh, what is it, five people. And you are standing by the switch. Mm -hmm. You can divert the trolley so it doesn't kill those five people but it is going to hit that one person right. when you divert it. Would you pull the switch? Right. And no matter who they ask this question to, pretty much everyone says, I would pull the switch. Mm-hmm. It is better to kill the one mm-hmm. than to kill the five. And I think the other half of that is, okay, here's a similar dilemma. Mm-hmm. Five, trolley's going to slam into five people. Now you're on a bridge above where the Ooh, trolley I haven't heard is. This part. I think this is relevant to the trolley problem. <laughs> okay, You're there. Um, there's a dude standing next to you, you could push him over and land in front of the trolley and it would deflect. It would stop the trolley. It would stop the trolley, but you are going to kill that guy. Would you push that guy? And all of a sudden, a lot of people say, no, I could never do that. But the end result is the same. So what is kind of causing the first answer to be so definitive and the second one makes everyone super hesitant?
1: Or I've heard another variant of it is there's... It's not just like a random dude on the other track. it's an adorable baby, <laughs> and like, do you want to smoosh this baby yeah. to save these three people? Oh life? the
0: variants are great, There's yeah oh so my many. God
1: and and so i the reason I bring that up is because I cannot imagine talking to you asking what you would, and I assume you'd pull the, pull the lever.
0: Oh, I would try to get all six.
1: <laughs> You're such a dick you <laughs> <laughs> would, like Wiley coyote the the train track, so it hit everybody. Yeah. back up the <laughs>
0: trolley, go on the other route. Mass chaos everywhere.
1: (laughs) Put me in your survey.
0: (laughs) Let me screw up the data. Anyway,
1: A, there's, like, a big difference between the hypothetical, like, would I pull this lever or not? And actually standing in front of a lever, I assume. I've never had to change a lever (laughs) to murder somebody or whatever. But if you said Hemet... I would not change, you know. I would not divert the trolley because I would feel responsible for that person's right. death, and and to me, that is the, the the moral issue here. I would never be like. You fucking sadist! <laughs> you would do what? That is the yeah. wrong answer. Like it is a, 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 a sort of a moral and and philosophical exercise for a reason. There is no right answer. And so when somebody like Dawkins walks up and pretends that things are black and white, and if you have a if you have a baby that is anything less than quote unquote perfect you should probably start again, which is, again, not even... Like, I've been trying to get pregnant for fucking two years. If I get pregnant, it's gonna be a keeper because my uterus is not apparently welcoming. Well,
0: that's an that's the sort of dilemma that I think a lot of people might have, which is, I've been trying, and now I'm finally pregnant, right. and maybe I don't know if I'll get this opportunity right. again. Yeah, you know what? I'm keeping it. I don't give a shit what or, what the diagnoses say. I don't even want to do one, maybe. Or there's
1: stories about... This woman, you know, this person became pregnant with quintuplets. Yeah. And is it the right thing to do to carry this many babies to term or and risk all of them having poor health because of the nature of how pregnancy works? Or is it more morally and ethically right and for you a good choice to say, like, I only want two babies this time around. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to keep the strong ones. That's not an easy choice either, but it's a choice I would probably make. I do not want to have, like, a parade out of my vag. But I'm so sorry I said vag on this. That was inappropriate. (laughs) But but anyway, the point is, like, the reason that we often have these moral and ethical discussions is because there isn't a right answer. And to pretend there is one clear right answer is, at best, ignorant and, at worst, shitty as fuck. Those are the two spectrums. I like it. Anyway.
0: Let's go to an ad. Oh, God, I forgot (laughs) my ad now. No, uh, we have talked before about Bailey Harris, who is this excellent 15-year-old secular activist, science author. She's written books trying to explain science to people her age, which is super exciting and awesome. She's written um, My Name is Stardust, which was inspired by the Cosmos series and this idea that we are all made of the same stardust. And she's written a few books. She's released board games about this stuff. Her latest project, with her dad's help, is a set of jigsaw puzzles featuring artwork from the book. And I've seen these puzzles. They look beautiful. If Listen, if you were during the pandemic and you did jigsaw puzzles, this is the type that will actually... Once you're done solving it, you're not done with it uh they just added a new one on Kickstarter because they matched their goal so mm-hmm. they got the bonus puzzle the bonus one right there i saw is the one with all the planets
1: yes and
0: just when you're done with that to have the the kids just look at it i'm telling you my 3 year old yeah he has the bookmark from that book and he can rattle off the planets. I have that
1: i have that bookmark behind the bar there you I go i don't know why i'm pointing at it as if you can see it but yeah. like i literally have that book that exact bookmark
0: the other puzzles involve like the hominid ancestor Lucy or dinosaurs, mm-hmm. the fossil record, like beautiful pictures, 300 piece puzzles. If you go to stardustscience.com, you can learn more about her books, her projects, you can get a link to the Kickstarter. I know the people who listen to this podcast have supported Bailey's work for yeah. years. Yes. We're asking you give him a shot one more time. Go to stardustscience.com.
1: Did you get in the mail um, the game that Stardust I sent did. over? I did. We
0: we have been play I think it was not old enough for my kids to play. Uh huh. But I was going through it and the pieces and now all the everything there looks amazing. Yeah. One of the few times I've thought, I wish I had friends, but no.
1: Well, I did ask you to hang out this weekend and you're like, mm, maybe. So I, I don't that. think you wish you had friends that bad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just want my dog to hang out with your kids. I think it'd be fucking hysterical. Thanks. She's so good with kids. You're
0: going to have to deal with crying kids.
1: That's fine. I've told you about my street where like, it's just a lot of brown kids who have, <laughs> I did not know this until I moved to this street and like, until you met Dottie that apparently a lot of Indian families aren't and they like. they all
0: love the dog they
1: hate my dog so much. <laughs> the kids are obsessed with her though. They either go screaming away when they see her like it's Donnie! run! Or they like crowd around her and like try to touch her and she like moves gently and they're like ah! it's fucking hysterical. Anyway, this is a, a a situation that I did not realize existed until like 2 years ago that it's just a cultural thing that Yeah. That like do any of your family members have pets?
0: Uh no. That's so. Uh, No, I lied. That's changed. Immediate, no. Relatives, yes. Do you
1: know why, or is it just one of those cultural
0: things? Cultural, religious, yeah. Religious? Don't own an animal.
1: Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Don't eat an animal. Don't own an animal. I didn't. Wait, is that Jane specific, or is that. That might be Jane specific, but it might also be for the broader. Interesting. I
1: noticed you didn't sweep your chair to make sure there were no bugs on
0: there before you sat down. So you're a pretty shitty Jane, as usual. Yeah, that's pretty true.
1: Anyway, I'm going to call your
0: parents. (laughs) And that concludes the ad <laughs> section. <don't> no, <laughs> let's move to Franklin Graham because Do we have to? for not a worse for not a bad reason. Okay. Franklin Graham is on Axios. The HBO version of their website has a show. Yep. Uh, Axios is airing this Sunday night. They have an interview with Franklin Graham, mm-hmm. and one of the questions they talk to him about is the vaccination for COVID, and Graham, like 2 months ago in March, He basically said, go get your vaccinations, everybody. Mm -hmm. And his right-wing crazy followers are like, what? What are you saying? What about the microchips? He said on Axios, this is the 30-second preview that they have now released. I want people to know that COVID-19 can kill you. But we have a vaccine out there that could possibly save your life. And if you wait, it could be too late. Yes. Yeah good good information like yeah there was some other jesus stuff in the longer version of that answer but who cares like here's the thing that is amazing about that i appreciate that axios is talking to him i wouldn't in other situations yeah but for this one white evangelicals are the least likely to get vaccinated and express the most hesitancy toward saying like no i'm never getting it yeah they're either not going to get the shot or they're reluctant to get the shot And how do you fix that? Because, you know, Biden saying go get it is Uh, is not not working. (laughs) It's not going to work for them. The
1: CDC doing like, hey, you don't have to wear a mask.
0: Yeah, it's not going to do it. So what do you do to get those people vaccinated? And the answer is you need to get more evangelical Christian uh, leaders, in a sense, because they don't have Public public
1: figures. Public
0: figures. Get them on board making this case for you. I believe uh, and I don't have it in front of me, The CDC has been working with church groups, faith groups saying, we need you to do this. yeah, we, we
1: talked about it a while ago. I think uh, specifically they're they're seeking out uh, black church church leaders because yeah. black people rightly so have a have a long history of mistrusting you know the United States medicine and just general treatment of them. But yeah, like I think that was a really responsible use of their time on Axios, which almost every time I'd be like, mm, maybe don't ever talk to bigots but this was a good
0: yeah i I just to be clear here's where franklin graham has been on covid since it started he has claimed that covid existed only because and i'm quoting man has turned his back on god he has trashed anthony fauci for saying we need to follow the science on covid because science is like the only way you can get to the truth of it Mm. he's like how dare you fauci he ignored the whatever at the time hundred sixty thousand Trump fueled COVID deaths, mm. but criticized the Biden administration for not being pro life enough. And even when his ministry set up a tent to help COVID patients in New York City, it was under his ministry's rules, which have like the giant "no Jews allowed to work here" policy, no oh, Muslims, yeah. no atheists. I about that, um, and also you have to hate gay people. Like if you don't, oh, do you? Yeah. Uh, You can't work for me unless you do those things. So there's plenty to criticize Franklin Graham about. But on the vaccinations, he's been surprisingly normal and good about it. Robert Jeffress, who's been on Fox News, who we mentioned earlier, who's like, I don't know about Caitlyn Jenner. I can't tell you what to do politically. (laughs) Um, That guy has said, yeah, go get your shots. Like, good. We need you to do this. There are plenty of Christians who are not doing that. But those two guys who are wrong about just about everything (laughs) are right on this. Give them credit where they deserve in this situation.
1: I I think, not to like pat ourselves on the back, but I think one of of my favorite things that we do on this show is like give credit where credit's due, like talking about like the transgender bishop and things like that. Like I, 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 I think I always want to make it clear that like we're not anti people believing in things we're anti all the shit that keeps getting <laughs> dredged up around it
0: see i take a different view on that yeah, oh. i'm with you okay, yes I let's focus you. on You're... the anti all the crazy shit mm. yes the focus is there to me the the fact that people believe i still have a problem with that but it's such a low priority because the bigger issue is people who believe that shit right and use it to do harm and exactly. I, we focus on the harm right. not the belief right Dawkins is all about the belief yes. and has no empathy for the Ooh, people who are like that's
1: such a good point. Like of, oh
0: you believe there's something wrong with you. Like you're
1: necessarily less than than somehow you're stupid you're, is yes. what you are. Yes, 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 yeah. yes.
0: And it no wonder it doesn't Persuade everybody.
1: It's so funny because I, I wrote a piece that I, I'm uh, working for, uh, for Rush, which is like a medical uh, system in the Chicagoland area. And I wrote a piece that I really enjoyed about a woman who uh, had a melanoma on her foot and was told she would have to have the whole foot amputated or she would be dead in six months. And she found this doctor who, um, who was like, mm, I think we can try X, Y, and Z. I think we can, we can save your foot. And she ends up following this guy to... She's in New Mexico. She ends up following this guy to Chicago. Like, every six weeks goes to keep her treatment up. Yeah. And she she told me, I interviewed this woman, and she said... And it was really a lovely sentiment, I thought, of... She'd gone to all these doctors, couldn't get a diagnosis, got a diagnosis, was told she was going to die soon, finally finds this doctor, tells him everything, and he's like, "We're I promise you, we're going to do our best and we're going to save your foot. And she said to me, she said... With him on one hand and God on my other, I knew I could get through anything. And I was like, (laughs) I love that. I think that's very sweet because it's a combination of I am trusting the science and I'm trusting this doctor. And I'm also leaning on my faith to give me moral support or whatever. But, like, I don't have a problem with people being religious. I have a problem with people being
0: I won't get worked up about it. Yeah, I won't get worked up about someone who uses godly language.
1: I do if somebody gives me a, like, oh, God bless this beautiful day. I'm like, oh, brother. <laughs> like, I'm not a nice person. Let's get, let's not get it twisted. But, like, I'm not going to think they're an idiot necess- necessarily. I might for different reasons. I think a lot of people are stupid. Are we still talking? We should keep going. That's good. Have you heard about the Bill Maher thing? The which thing? Bill Maher.
0: Oh, yeah. He got COVID despite okay. being vaccinated. And so they're shutting down the show for like a week.
1: Is there a worse person that could have happened to? Because he is an anti-vaxer.
0: He is, yeah, he's not good on vaccines. He's
1: not good. Period. end he's, of sentence, I will say
0: I haven't oh, talked about this online at all. Okay, I have not watched his show. I've never in watched the show. Months. I used to. I used did to watch have... it every week, the way I watch Saturday Night Live every week. Uh-huh. Because did you watch I just the Elon do. Musk one? Because I did. I did. Was it bad? Um, it wasn't great. Okay. Uh, I'm looking forward to Keegan Michael Key because he's good. But, like, I he's used hosting? to watch. Yeah, I, I used to love watch. I too. used to watch Bill Maher every week because, like, I can just set aside the stuff I don't like about the guy. Sure. And I like the conversations for the most part. Do you? And now I just, like.
1: You you're... don't think they're antagonistic?
0: I don't think he's funny
1: no he's not been funny in like a decade
0: yeah he's well he got more i don't know i don't know if it's me focused. changing or his he's like more of the he uses woke as a punchline yeah I th- and i'm just sick of that
1: honestly i think he is one of those people a dawkins or whomever that's like we I, all kind of moved past you i hung
0: on to him for a while and now i'm done with marr but
1: yeah, yeah yeah but like i feel like people like bill marr richard dawkins used to represent like the left and yeah, science and yeah. skepticism in a, in a positive way. And then we all collectively like move <laughs> past them. Cause we're like, yeah, yeah. Skepticism means also like accepting people's gender identity and believing in science when it comes to vaccines. And they're like this far, no further, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, like, I don't know. I, that's what I think is that with JK Rowling, same thing yeah. of like, she just hasn't changed and has some toxic beliefs. And we've all, all of her fans have been like, Oh, no, we're like pro-trans rights from the jump, so we're going to hold on to your books. We like them, but you can just go kick rocks.
0: I'm going to jump to... Uh, there's a couple other stories I want to get to. This is an interesting one because we don't talk about Hindus much. No, we show. don't. There is a sect. Uh, I'm not going to give you the long version of the name, but it's known as BAPS, B-A-P-S. Please and read they, the whole thing. Oh, uh, Oh, God. Uh Akshar so many I don't know what You kind of gave up at the Sorry other end. Sorry I did. Um I gave up at the beginning actually. <laughs> uh they have like 10 temples in the US. We don't actually we live pretty close to one of them. I've been there for family stuff sometimes. Where, it Is it it's beautiful? Uh Is it like
1: between here and Schomburg, kind uh, of? sure. Is it like a big white yeah. like pastoral? Yeah, it's gorgeous. They,
0: these temples are beautiful. It's like and a Route 53-ish a, ish, kind of? Sure. Okay, no. I don't know. But um, they have all these temples. They're gorgeous. They're very ornate and elaborate. And it's, again, this is a Hindu sect mm-hmm. that represents a small percentage of people. But again, they build these beautiful temples. Well, they, their headquarters in the U.S. are in New Jersey. And in New Jersey they were building another temple in a city called Robbinsville. And that temple was sued this week, and it was sued by six people who say they were brought in from India to work there. They're not the only ones. There were like 200 of them. They're, they're basically brought in to build the temple, and they're being paid like slaves. They're being treated like Shit. slaves. And forced labor. They said when it comes down to it, they were paid about $1.20 an hour. No. They were forced to live on temple property. I was going
1: to say, was it like a faux, like an indentured servitude kind of thing? I, like, the, we'll we'll get you here, but then you have to work for us for X amount of years?
0: Well, they came on religious visas, which are okay. visas the U.S. offers for clergy and missionaries and stuff. And they were presented to the government as volunteers. Mm-hmm. But they're not volunteers. They're not there to spread the faith. They are there uh, to build the temple. Yeah. And like that's, and they were often told like they were they have special skills that allowed them to spread the faith. Sure, um, I'm quoting from the, an article about it. Lawyers for the men, however, said they did manual labor on the site, working nearly thirteen hours a day, lifting large stones, operating cranes and other heavy machinery, Christ. building roads and storm sewers, digging ditches and shoveling snow, all for the equivalent of about four hundred fifty dollars a month. They were that amounts to dollar twenty. An hour. They were paid 50 bucks in cash with the rest deposited in accounts in India. That is the lawsuit they are filing. I should say BAPS is, uh, has strong ties with India's Prime Minister Narendra Modi, who is a Hindu nationalist, the mm-hmm. way we speak of Christian nationalists. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a reminder, this is not like a Christian thing only right. where it's religion behaving badly. Um, I don't know what's going to happen here. Again, these are allegations. These right. are not proofs. These, these are not evidence yet. Yeah. But it's something worth watching.
1: Now, this is in Lamont. I, I guess I've never seen this one. It's in Lamont, like, near 55, uh, I-55 and 355. Sure. Which is close to, like, 75th Lamont. Okay. where where i used to work. i don't know that doesn't mean anything to you the Nothing. place i used to it's just a like where the movie theaters were when i was a teenager anyway no i don't know that one but it's gorgeous they are
0: gorgeous too and bad that I it was
1: built by slaves yeah i don't know if
0: the other ones were built the same way or if they just raised money to get real builders to do it but uh, that one in new jersey it's Oof, troubling that sucks and the reason I wanted to bring that one up is to talk about a similar story in the Christian world oh. because this week, a 99-year-old... <laughs> Christian
1: Seorg. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, a 99-year-old televangelist named Ernest Angley died. 99. If you watch any of his videos, full head of black hair. It's like... Mm, Very pretty. natural. It sounds
1: supernatural and regular.
0: <laughs> but this guy, he spent the last decade, I've been... Reading about this guy, writing about this guy, because mm-hmm. just scandal after scandal over the past long while. This is a guy who ran a place called Grace Cathedral Church in Akron, Ohio. A few years ago, similar story to the BAPS one, members of his church sued him, saying he made us work in his cathedral buffet restaurant. It's as the
1: tackiest thing I've ever it heard in my really entire is. Life.
0: For-profit business that he kept on the side. <laughs> they were treated as volunteers. Which doesn't fit the definition of any sort. Like McDonald's cannot have That's volunteers. Not capitalism does. <laughs> yeah, McDonald's cannot just hire volunteers to make the food that is illegal. Um, and if the customers can't tell the difference between paid staffers and unpaid staffers, like you know, you've broken the rules. Sure. Uh, and here's the sad part: they won at first. The judge said, "Yeah, you, you Angley, can't do that." You're mm-hmm. like the people can sue him. And appeals court said. Nope because Ohio's minimum wage laws because they were not paid minimum wage those only apply if employees expected to get paid and these people did not so the ruling was overturned like so Angley got away with
1: this it this is why capitalism is such bullshit <laughs> because it's not just oh if you work hard you get money The entire system is rigged to make sure whoever is the holder of the money or the property or whatever has all the advantages and anybody who works for them, which, to be clear, they need. They need people to work for them to run their restaurant or whatever. I didn't even
0: get to the good stuff. You haven't gotten to the good stuff yet? Okay. Angley also, a couple years ago, a county government sued him on behalf of a 76-year-old woman with dementia because she said him or his church coerced her into writing his church a check for $340,000. <gasps> um, he was also sued for a defaulted $3.6 million loan for his broadcasting network, and...
1: Did you say $3 million?
0: $3.6 million. Fuck, okay. And it gets worse because a couple years ago, 2018 now, one of his former staffers sued him for sexual abuse. Sued him for sexual abuse <laughs> oh, that Christ. occurred when he was younger... And basically he said, and he said it's not just the abuse, it's that when I resigned from the church because of the abuse, Angley's staff told the congregation that I was a liar, drug addict, <gasps> alcoholic, and an adulterer. But here's what he said regarding the abuse trigger warning. you may want to tune out or forward like thirty seconds. This guy was nineteen, he was still a virgin, but he I think he was about to get married. He asked Angley, his pastor, for advice and a, a questions about sex because he had no ability to ask anybody about this stuff. And instead of giving him answers, Angley said, I'm going to have to see your penis. This is according to the lawsuit. The guy said, I trusted this man. I really did. I trusted him. I didn't think he had any bad intentions. Angley advised that man to masturbate. <gasps> he complied. And years later, when the guy's wife became sick, Angly blamed it on their sex life and said, you need to come to see me so I can help you with that. I'm
1: sorry, just quick. He like yeah. got sick, like cancer or um,
0: something like that. Okay. And he's like, oh, your wife got sick. I know why. Come see me. And she- then abused him some more. Um, it got even more graphic from there. That case eventually settled last year for an undisclosed amount. Jesus Christ. Um, and by the way, one more thing. Uh, the reporter in Ohio, who's really... He retired, but he covered Angley for much of his recent career, uh-huh. later career. Um, he got, after that story came out, someone said, I have audio you might want to listen to. They had audio, older audio, in which Angley admitted to having same sex sex with one of his staffers despite decades of preaching against homosexuality. That is Ernest Angley. He's 99 now. He died. He used slave labor again I, it goes to that I'm going to butcher it but that Mark Twain thing like whatever the saying I don't take pride in someone dying but I've grinned when reading an obituary or something like that yeah you nailed that you're I, the I Mark Twain failed of completely <laughs> I was, one of the things that struck me. real name is
1: Samuel Clemens.
0: (laughs) Um, His ministry, when he died, posted a very short, just, we wanted to let you know he died. Uh But they said he touched multitudes of souls worldwide with this pure word of God. Touched multitudes Mm. of butts, am I right? Uh, uh, Confirmed with signs, wonders, miracles, and healings. He truly pleased God in all things. Um, Hmm. Hmm. By the way, uh, according to uh, Bob Dyer, who is the re- retired reporter at the Akron Beacon Journal, he wrote an obituary a long time ago, as many reporters do, sure. and then they'll update it when they need to. So the paper published the long-written <laughs> obituary that had been sitting around for a long time. And one of the <laughs> statements in it, Angley was spawning a church that brought in so spawning. much money yeah, that brought in so much money that by 2005, he was able to buy a $26 million Boeing 747. Former member, yeah.
1: Why do you need a 747? Well, I They're so big.
0: I, it was for overseas mission trips. He went on to say former members claimed the church is a dangerous cult where pregnant women were encouraged to have abortions. Oh, you don't
1: fucking say. Childless
0: men were encouraged to have vasectomies. What? And this guy who preached against homosexuality was himself a gay man who personally examined the genitals of the male parishioners before and after their surgeries.
1: Wait, why did they not want anyone to have kids?
0: Um I don't remember the rules of cult. I don't understand. Th-
1: oh yeah, that's fair if it's a cult, you never yeah. know. Is this the guy who got exucked and put in Facebook jail?
0: Mm, I don't think that would have been this guy. Cuz didn't
1: you just post something and then Oh yeah, Facebook I pulled I, it down?
0: Yeah, I posted something. I posted an article about this guy dying saying mm-hmm. he was a bigot and he was gay, yeah. and he was hypocritical about that, and I think Facebook robots flagged it as anti-gay hate speech. I'm like, no, 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 that's him, not me.
1: I mean, at (laughs) least they flagged you for anti-gay hate speech. I've been zucked twice. Um, Can't
0: post anything for another 48 hours.
1: Oh my goodness. Um, Does it apply to just the friendly atheist thing, or is it your personal? You don't use your personal. um, I
0: don't use my personal, so whatever. Um, the, I just use it to stalk my enemies.
1: The first time I wrote something about like, yeah, white women are nightmares, LOL, and like got <laughs> sucked for that. And then last week, I think maybe two weeks ago, I posted in a private group that I'm in about X-Men, certain men who I'm associated with are useless right now. And I got sucked for that one as well, because that's hate <laughs> speech against men. Meanwhile... People are calling me cunts on Facebook, and Meanwhile, nobody seems ben to Shapiro be that interested about Von, it.
0: Uh, ben Shapiro and Den Bongino right,
1: exactly. have
0: every most popular Facebook but post But thank ever. God
1: I didn't hurt a boy's feelings, yeah. is really what I'm trying to say.
0: Really quick, just for the sake of time, I wanted to bring up a major survey that came out this week from the Pew Research Center They put out a big survey involving Jewish Americans. Mm. And what does Jewish identity even mean these days?
1: Sure. Interesting question.
0: Here was what I found fascinating. Of the U.S. Jewish population, if you're 65 or older, 84% of the Jews said we're Jews by religion. Only 16%. I'm a Jew of no religion. That's if you're older than 65. Okay. If you're younger than 30... Only 60% said they were Jewish by religion. 40% said, I'm Jewish as an identity, but like, I'm not religious. Right. I'm not a religious Jew. I'm a secular Jew, which is fascinating.
1: That's interesting. But
0: also, um, and I don't have this number in front of me, one of the surprising things is even if they're not as religious these days, Mm -hmm. even if the Jewish population isn't as religious as we are moving forward in time, the ones who stay Jewish for religious reasons... Are becoming more and more orthodox sure. and, in that a tracks. sense, fundamentalist, which is scary. Question:
1: Yeah, it's interesting. I, I'm really uh, interested in the concept of like a cultural X, like a cultural Jew or culture, like because I kind of, in a lot of ways, consider myself a cultural Catholic because like a lot of the things I understand are through that lens of not even going to church, but just this is what we do on on this holiday. And I would love to read a book about what that means. However, I oh boy, like, I don't know. Anyway, go ahead. I I spoke
0: to Paul Golan, who's the executive director of the Society for Humanistic Judaism. And I was like, what do you make of these results? What Mm -hmm. do you think is going on here? And he said, you know, Orthodox Jews play a role in it because it used to be, if you were not an Orthodox Jew, if you were not a quote unquote fundamentalist, 54% of non-Orthodox Jews used to marry someone within the faith. Now it's 72%. I'm sorry, outside the faith. And now that number has risen. More oh, interesting. Jews who are not Orthodox Jews. So maybe they're religious Jews, mm-hmm. maybe they're non-religious Jews. They're marrying outside the faith, which means when they're having kids, they're not necessarily saying, you have to adopt my faith. And he thinks that's a big part of it. And sure. anecdotally, I would totally buy that because that's true of all not, that's true of so many different religious sure. minority groups.
1: I wonder if the fact that um, that Judaism is matrilineal has anything to do with it.
0: I mean, it has to do with their identity, for sure. Like, Well, they, just
1: like, of well, your mom, I don't know, I, I just think that's an interesting, like, wrinkle that, that Judaism is generally matrilineal, and so that kind of complicates
0: things. I'm, <laughs> and I'm very curious to find out what happens in the future, too, because I think right now, I mean, as we speak this week, a lot of what right-wingers think it means to be Jewish is tied up in Israel, and there's a lot of Jews in the U.S. who are like, I have nothing to do with Israel. Like, I'm not here to support their politics. I don't agree with their politics. I don't need to go to the country that's not tied to my faith or my identity as a Jew, even if I'm not religious. And I think by... Like even like evangelical Christians mm-hmm. care more about Israel for the Jews mm-hmm. than Jews care for Israel for the Jews. And like, I think that's bound to backfire in terms of that identity, because if you're making Israel and everything that happens there into a like litmus test for what it means to be Jewish, right. there's a lot of people who are going to be like, well, I don't support Netanyahu. I don't support their right wing politics. Right. So you know what? I don't care. Like I empathize with the Palestinians or whatever. And they're like, I don't support the Israeli government. So they're not tied to it, mm-hmm. which makes them less tied to that identity as well. Yeah. So
1: Yeah, and I, honestly, like, the, the shit that's going on in in Palestine and Israel and stuff like that is, A, way out of my pay grade. It is a thing I know very little about and won't comment on because I, it would just be completely out of ignorance. However, um... Newsmax, and and it seems to me that right-wing media groups take these sorts of things and are like, good, we can do our low-key anti-Semitic bullshit, but like frame it under, oh, we're just like pro or anti, whatever. Um, A Newsmax host said, if you are Jewish and you are a Democrat and you are living in America today, how do you support an an administration that turns its back on your home country? (laughs)
0: Your home country, which is, by the way, not this country,
1: right? That's <laughs> so deeply anti-Semitic, and and we've seen it before, right? <laughs> you don't like belong
0: it, here. You belong there. So of course, you Jews all love Israel, right?
1: But it's the same bullshit that we dealt. We we were not alive, but like when JFK was running for for president, everyone's like, "Oh, he's going to answer to the to the Pope and not to whomever." They were doing the same thing. They're othering Catholicism and saying that like you can't be a real American if you're actually Catholic. It's so bad, like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, like, what the fuck are you doing, Newsmax? Who, who are you? Who are you punishing? <laughs> who is? I don't know. Who's watching it is the question. That's actually a pretty fair question.
0: Uh, one last story. This will be really quick, but in Germany, a couple, uh, a group of progressive German Catholic priests.
1: Progressive German Catholic priests. But, like,
0: legit Catholic priests, not random people who just call themselves Catholic, but, like, (laughs) actual Catholic priests who happen to be progressive. They're saying, we know the Vatican doesn't sanction same-sex marriage, but we do, Mm -hmm. and we're going to go ahead in our personal capacities and bless same-sex unions, even if the church doesn't think that's uh, authoritative or anything. And so they're doing this weekend a whole bunch of mass like same sex wedding ceremonies it doesn't technically i don't believe count for anything like Quote legally speaking count, yeah. but in terms of symbolism in terms of like for a lot of people who grew up in the catholic church who were, who wish they could get married in the catholic church mm-hmm. but they're gay so the church would have said no these priests are like yeah we'll do it for you One guy said, I'm convinced that homosexual orientation is not bad, nor is homosexual love a sin. That is one of the reverends who's working for the diocese. (laughs) Isn't it
1: terrible that he said, I don't believe that gay sex is a sin. And I'm like, wow, really progressive. Congratulations, church.
0: (laughs) It's baby steps. But there are at least 100 churches who are participating in this event. And again, it's symbolic, but it's showing that there are some priests who are like, yeah, go ahead. Get rid of all of us. What are you going to do? Like, because the church could easily say you are doing something that violates our Mm -hmm. doctrine, and therefore, what are we? Are you going to punish all those German priests? Right, they can't get. That's like Rick Warren. The Southern Baptist Convention is not going to kick out Rick Rick Warren. Warren,
1: Yeah, so Um, do it. I'm curious. Do you have like a gut reaction to things like this?
0: Yeah, I want those couples to get the hell out of the Catholic Church, Uh, but. Again, not my decision. If they're like, it would be meaningful to me to sure. be married in the church I grew up in or something, because right. I'm a believer, because right. whatever, I just think, you know, the hierarchy, man-made hierarchy is wrong on this thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm glad you get to have a happy wedding. I have a lot of questions, but again, does it matter? No. Yeah. It's okay. If these priests are going to say, we're doing this and <laughs> let them fight, like yeah. let the Catholic church be mad at us. This is what it's going to take if the Catholic Church is ever going to move in the progressive direction. Because they've done it. They will eventually. Right. As much as they say, we can't. This is the time-honored rule. Right. Like, no, they'll change it. They always do. They'll find a justification. It's not hard.
1: Yeah, I never know how to feel about things like that. Because, same, like, if a person is gay and Catholic and that both of those things are equally important to them, then it makes me happy that they get to be accepted by their people but on the other hand it's like are you happy being the exception to the rule like yeah all gay people are terrible but you're okay like that doesn't sit well but i'm not like you know the catholic
0: church still opposes your existence and your marriage and anything you do with your partner right do you do you like whatever
1: i don't know like fortunately i've never had to reconcile those two things but (laughs) ostensibly
0: people do I once yeah. went to a wedding of a friend in a Catholic church, and I attended with a once, once with a friend who was gay, uh-huh. and so he was a friend of the bride's as well. So, and that's what I was too. So we were like, "Oh, hey, it's good to see you. I haven't seen you in forever." So we're walking in together, and it's like. I don't feel comfortable here.
1: Nope, 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 nope. I do not feel accepted in churches. I have. I'm so jealous. I have been you to and me both. So many Catholic weddings, and they are so fucking long every single time. <laughs> I have it's, gone to
0: long Catholic weddings as well, but I didn't exhausting. have a gay friend next to me.
1: And God forbid, I picked a wedding dress that I would then have to kneel in. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Catholic church. We work very hard on our dresses. <laughs> Uh, is that all? Where do we find you? Okay. You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jess Blumke. Um, you can find me on Etsy at bitches, get stitched down. If you'd like a custom cross stitch, I'm working on a really fun one for a listener. Um, that is like a wreath with the, uh, pride colors kind of scattered oh. through it. And then the, the text says, uh, uh progress, not perfection or something like that. It's like a th- and he's like, I just want to have this like little tiny like gay hat tip in my office because he's a I think a teacher. Um so do that. Oh, I have Hemant, where can we find you? And then I'm gonna read reviews. You can find for me at Hemant
0: Meta on show. Twitter. You can go to friendlyatheist.com. As I said at the beginning, go to patreon.com slash friendlyatheist podcast. If you are a five dollar a month donor you can get ad-free versions of this show mm-hmm. and there will be ads in the coming weeks so like you know if you want to just hear it without the ads you're supporting us either way so please uh give to patreon or just listen we appreciate you we listening.
1: we do we we really appreciate it. oh and um we've got a uh um our facebook group is up and kicking we've right. got like 400 people i think something like that it's been a ton of fun. Both of my parents are in there, so like be careful how much shit you talk about me, <laughs> but whatever. Um, I just want to quickly um read. Uh I'm gonna read a pair of reviews if that's okay with you, Hemant. Um, the first one is from uh April 17th, 2021. Um, the username is Biden is evil, and so are you.
0: Oh, this should be good.
1: The headline is Hemant is worse than Hitler. Yes. One no. star. I'd give zero stars. Wait, I'm sorry. I want to do a really dramatic reading. in this. I'd give zero stars if I could, you blasphemous idiot. You're wrong. You're exactly like those mentioned in Jude 10. Quote, they blaspheme against all they do not understand, and they are destroyed by, like, unreasoning beasts, what they understand instinctively. Maybe atheists are descended from animals. Hmm. Do you think we're descended from animals?
0: My mother has left a review. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) Uh, Next one is All the Love. It's from uh, C-VII, Roman numeral 8, I guess, dash Lynn, L-I-N. From April 13th, listen to Hemant and Jessica. makes me feel like I'm hanging out with two very different but equally awesome friends. I love Hemant's lack of pop culture knowledge and Jessica's (laughs) compassion. (laughs) Hearing this pod every week uh, helps me stay aware of the things I might otherwise not know about. I love Hemant's approach to atheism and his willingness to reach out to people that believe differently. And... I love that Justice cross-stitch. <laughs> it's my most important feature. I love it. Uh, so you can leave a review for us on iTunes. Uh, we're getting close to 1,000, and I think we're Ooh. supposed to do something when we hit 1,000.
0: We'll figure it out.
1: Yeah, that's a futurist problem. <laughs> um, Thanks for listening. We'll see you next too week. Talk you soon.